In ancient times, the Greek king Odysseus, after a protracted 10-year war with Troy, devised a crafty scheme to finally defeat his enemy. He ordered the construction of a huge wooden horse to be given as a gift to the Trojans in exchange for the retreat of the Greek army. As the Greeks sailed away, the Trojans wheeled the horse inside their city with pride. But then, to their shock and horror, an elite force of Greek warriors swarmed out of hiding from inside the horse to attack the Trojans and take their city. That's the way that Satan frequently works in our lives, hiding inside something that on the outside looks good, but is in fact deadly. Next, on Daily in Christ, Exposing Satan's Master Scheme. Welcome once again to the Daily in Christ podcast. I'm Mark Van Oos. You know, the most important thing in life is knowing God, not knowing about Him, but knowing Him personally. That level of knowing God brings transformation in our lives. And our enemy, the devil, knows this full well. This is a very important uh, Daily in Christ podcast, not that any others are not important, but It is significant in that today we are endeavoring to expose Satan's master scheme to be like God without God. The tactics of our enemy, Satan, are very subtle. They are hidden behind what on the outside looks like something good and helpful. And when it comes to Satan's master scheme for keeping us away from God, this is perhaps the hardest thing to see of all. It's extremely subtle. All that we can ever understand about God is through revelation, right? It's by his word. It's by the spirit. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today is from the word of God. But if we try to understand this with our human understanding only, it's going to remain veiled and we're going to miss it. And so, like we always do at the beginning of our Daily in Christ podcast, and I don't do this because it's some sort of religious habit, it's important. Before we go to the Word of the Lord, we need to turn to the Lord of the Word so that we will not miss any understanding. We experience the revelation of God, as it says in Ephesians 1.17, that we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation that is so necessary so that our understanding is enlightened. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time in your word. And Lord, we desire to know you better. Father, we realize that we are in a battlefield, that there is an enemy. Our enemy is not flesh and blood but principalities and powers in high places, as the word tells us. We do not want to be ignorant of the schemes of Satan, our enemy. We desire to be wise with your wisdom, Lord. And Father, thank you for, in your word, showing us your truth on the one hand, yet warning us about the subtle tricks and tactics of the enemy. Dear Father, once again, I pray by your grace that you would grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And Lord, we know that in that environment, the spirit of wisdom and revelation operating, that we would know you better in relation 
The eyes of our heart are enlightened so that we may know the hope of our calling, what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, like the working of your mighty strength which you exerted and worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and exalted him high above all. We come against the works and the schemes and the lies of the enemy now in Jesus' name. And Lord, may you be glorified above all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's dig into this very, very important study today, which is exposing Satan's master scheme. First of all, we need to understand that Satan's highest goal is this, to keep us away from God at all costs. He knows that if we don't turn to God, and enjoy his love, trust him, and have faith in him, then we're done for. And so everything that Satan does in his wily tactics in our lives is to keep us away from God at all costs. That's his goal. But how does Satan carry out this diabolical goal? What is his fundamental strategy How does Satan go about achieving his goal of keeping us away from God? Well, the answer of his master strategy may surprise you. Satan's master top secret strategy for keeping you and me away from God is not getting you caught up in gross sin. It is not getting you addicted to drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, shopping, or whatever. It is not getting you to corrupt your mind. It is not getting you to deny God and become an atheist. Now, all those things are dangerous and sinful and and poisonous, but it isn't Satan's top secret strategy for keeping us away from God. So what is Satan's master strategy to keeping us away from God? Here it is. Satan will keep you away from God by doing everything he can to get you to try to be like God without God. Let me say that again. Satan will keep you away from God by doing everything he can to get you to try to be like God without God. And specifically, having us focused on becoming like God by means of our doing. In other words, what we do makes us like God. That's, that's his strategy, his evil, sinful thinking that we become like God because of what we do. That massive distraction of do to be like God turns our attention away from God to self. Now, some may object and say, no, wait a minute. I don't think I do that. Well, think about it. Most of the preached messages from pulpits, on radio and TV, as well as Christian books and magazines, spend probably 90 to 95% of the time discussing us and what we need to stop doing and what we should be doing. Do you see it? When we are teaching like this, that what we should not do or should do, then the focus is not God, the focus is us. And we end up being Christian-centered instead of Christ-centered. 
centered. In other words, Satan is achieving his goal of keeping us away from God by having us focus on us and what we should or should not be doing in order to be like God. Oh, it is critical to see this and understand this. Now, this is not to say that doing is not important in the Christian life. It is, but it is the result of faith in Christ who is already in the believer. It is the result doing in God's economy is the result of trusting God that Jesus Christ alone is our righteousness, not only for a righteous standing before God, but also for righteous living as well. Remember the important axiom in the Bible, the just shall live by faith and dear friends, not by do. We'll come back to that in just a moment. You see, to unmask and understand this subtle and devious strategy of Satan to achieve his goal of keeping us away from God by having us focusing on trying to do to be like God, we need to look at the origins of this great lie, do to be like God. And we'll look first at the uh, situation of the fall of Lucifer, that uh, Uh, high archangel who became Satan. And secondly, we'll look at the fall of our first parents, Adam and Eve. Now, before that, here is the true way of righteousness according to God, (laughs) lest we in this message become distracted from God-centeredness. Here it is. It's in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, which says this, for in it, the gospel The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, the first part of that verse says this, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now, notice it doesn't say the righteousness by God. It says the righteousness of God. The righteousness which is part and parcel of the one who has identified himself, as it says in the Hebrew language, as Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord, our righteousness. God himself is righteous. Remember what it says in Hebrews 7, Jesus has the name Melchizedek, which means king of righteousness. So in the gospel, there's a revelation, and the revelation is this. The righteousness of God, part and parcel of God himself. And then it says, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, the Bible says in four crucial passages that the just or righteous shall live by faith. Let me say that again. The just shall live by by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God, now remember, Satan's goal is to keep us away from God. 
He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6 Do you see how God-centered that one verse is? Did you know that most Christians, when quoting Hebrews 11.6, only quote the first part and not the God-centered second part? How many times have you said or heard it said, uh, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Stop. And there's nothing else that's said. That's not the whole verse. The whole verse says, For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we even take a verse like that, that says that it's impossible to please God without faith, it's impossible to please God, and we neglect that critical second part, we're showing evidence of the devil's fingerprints, even in our thinking. Remember, the goal of Satan is to keep us away from God. How does he do it? His prime, number one, top secret master strategy in achieving that goal is to have us focusing on doing our doing to become like God. Now, it says the just shall live by faith. What is the opposite of faith? Well, you might say unbelief, but really the opposite of faith is law. Law is the opposite of faith. Galatians 3.12 says this, yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. The law is based on your due. Romans 4.16 says this, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. That's in Romans 4.16. Grace and faith are based upon Christ's done. You see the structure of that verse there in Romans 4.16? It says it is of faith that it might be according to grace. And as we found out through our whole series on Hebrews, because it's a truth in the book of Hebrews, grace and faith are established and based upon Christ's done. That's what that book of Hebrews is all about. The perfect son, perfect high priest, perfect lamb, perfect sacrifice, achieving a perfect and totally finished work. Remember, the law says do, the gospel says done. Not by you, but by Christ. Now to the origins of Satan's scheme to get us away from God by trying to become like God based on what we do. Origin number one. I become like God by what I do. The deception of that or that uh, the origin of that deception is Lucifer's fall, who became Satan. We're going to go over to Isaiah chapter 14, beginning in verse 12. Now, this text is one of the most important texts in all of the Bible to find out what happened at the fall of Lucifer, uh, who was the archangel who fell and became Satan. Isaiah chapter 14, beginning in verse 12. 
And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. That's in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. Now, did you notice that last verse, verse 14, where Lucifer said, who became Satan, I will make myself like the most high. I will make myself like the most high. That is one of the most revealing passages in all of the Bible about Satan's tactics. Now, Satan at that time, like I said, was Lucifer. He was one of three archangels. These are high order angels. The name Lucifer means light bearer. And so it says there in um, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, it refers to him, Lucifer, as day star and son of dawn. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 says this, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Lucifer, remember what I said, light bearer. That was who he was before the fall. Now, there's more insight that we find about the fall of Lucifer over in the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 28 that provides even more detail about the fall of Lucifer. Ezekiel chapter 28. I want to jump to verse 17 in this. It says this, uh, God is speaking to Lucifer, the one who fell and became Satan. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Well, first of all, in Ezekiel 28, verse 17, the, the Lord says to Lucifer, Satan, your heart was lifted up. Now, that term lifted up is a Hebrew idiom for proud. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Why was he lifted up? Why was it lifted up? Because of his beauty. Where did Lucifer's beauty come from? It came from God. Lucifer was a creature who was endowed with goodness and beauty by God, his creator. But do you notice that Lucifer was distracted from God by focusing on his own splendor? So what happened as the result of Lucifer being lifted up because of his beauty? Well, here's uh, the rest of the story there in uh, Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning in verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. I want to pause right there. He was a 
incredibly beautiful creature, uh, you know, reflecting, I mean, all these precious stones was his covering. And there were even these, uh, the the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes. It's like his body had, was like a musical instrument. But notice also it says it was prepared for Lucifer on the day he was created. You were the anointed cherub who covers I established you. Remember, this is God speaking. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. That's over in Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 12 through 15. There is so much there that is pretty powerful. And, uh, Uh, enlightening. First of all, again, Lucifer corrupted his wisdom for the sake of his splendor. Now, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about Adam and Eve and their fall and how Eve was enticed into temptation uh, through the avenue of wisdom. Lucifer had corrupted his wisdom for the sake of his splendor and not God's splendor. And so God cast him to the ground. That's a Hebrew idiom for humiliation. And remember, Satan shows up to our first parents, Adam and Eve, as a serpent. And God forces Satan to crawl on the ground. That's in Genesis 3. So what do we learn from origin number one of Satan's scheme of keeping us away from God by having us try to be like God as we have looked at the fall of Lucifer? Well, first of all, this is the axiom of the entire Bible. God is good. God alone is God. God alone is the creator. And all that was created by God was good. Remember in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 in the created account, creation account, where God would create and it is good, it is good, it is good. The creation is good because God is good. The creature, the one created by God, is not good because of anything intrinsic to the creature. The creature is good because God, who is good, created him. That's very important to understand. Lucifer, who became Satan, wanted to be like God. Now, Let's be careful. Like God is not the same as being God. Lucifer wasn't trying to be God. He was trying to be like God. And being like God is not bad in and of itself. Let me explain. God is patient, correct? Isn't it good to be patient? Yes, it's good to be patient. God is good, isn't it? Isn't it good to be good? It sounds a little redundant. Yes, it's good. God is righteous. Isn't it good to be righteous? Yes. God is loving. Isn't it good to be loving? Yes. God has self-control. Isn't it good to have self-control? Yes. God is joyful. Isn't it good to have joy? Yes. So that's like God. But Satan fell because the possibility entered his mind as a creature with the God-given capacity of independent thought and will, that being like God was something intrinsic in himself. Let me say that again. 
Satan fell because the possibility entered his mind that being like God was something intrinsic in self. It it was something that he could find in himself. He could be like God because of something he did. And his splendor, Satan Lucifer's splendor, corrupted his wisdom. He believed that somehow he he could he would make himself like the Most High. That's what we saw back in Isaiah chapter fourteen, uh, verse fourteen. I will make myself like the Most High. He believed that he could make himself like the Most High, due to be like God. That he could be like God based on his doing. Satan fell because he wanted to make himself like the Most High God. That's the poison dart. That's the problem right there. The idea that I could become like God based on what I do. No, we become like God because God creates us in his image. That's what happened with our first parents. Turn very quickly over to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and we'll get into this more. God, when he was creating the man, said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Why did Adam, and by extension Eve, have, you know, have the image of God? And be, why were they like God? Was it based on what they did? No, it was because God, the creator, made them in his image. That's critical. Next time on the Daily in Christ podcast, we're going to take a look at origin number two of this uh, scheme, this strategy of Satan to keep us away from God by being distracted on trying to be like God by what we do. We'll be looking at the fall of our first parents, Adam and Eve. How did Satan ever get into the whole picture? I mean, think about it. Adam and Eve had absolutely no framework of sin. They didn't know of sin. They didn't know of evil. They were in a beautiful garden uh, called pleasure. That's what Eden means in Hebrew, pleasure. They had everything. They enjoyed God. How in the world could they possibly have fallen? Well, we'll find that out next time as we get into uh, Genesis chapter 3, and it provides further insight into the origin of this master satanic scheme of keeping us away from God by keeping us focused on doing to be like God. I want to take some time right now and quickly review what we've gone over. Uh, and, and it may seem a little bit repetitive, but it's so critical to grab a hold of this. And, and let me emphasize what I said at the very beginning of this lesson. It is essential that we don't rely upon our human understanding and human knowledge and human experience to get this. It is critical that we rely upon the scripture and the revealing, illuminating work of the Holy Spirit to show us this, to open it up. Because I guarantee you, Satan wants you not to know this. He doesn't want me to understand this. After all, it's his master scheme, his master technique, his master strategy for achieving his ultimate goal of keeping us away from God. That's the goal of Satan and everything that he does, no matter what, to keep us away from 
from God. For some people, it might be stepping on the gas pedal of sin and other people stepping on the brake of law. But all of what he does ultimately is to keep us away from God. Remember what happened with Adam and Eve. When they fell, they hid. They didn't go to God. They went away from God. The tactics of the enemy are extremely subtle. And his prime tactic, his prime strategy of keeping us away from God is to um, hide it behind what on the outside looks good and helpful. And his key strategy in carrying out his goal of keeping us away from God at all costs is this. It is to keep us away from God by doing everything he can to get us to try to be like God without God, and specifically having us focused on becoming like God by means of our doing. In other words, what we do makes us like God. And when we're focused on do to become like God, it is a massive distraction from God to self. And instead of being Christ-centered Christians, we become Christian-centered Christians, which is Silly, but it's that actually happens. And so we looked at uh, the first origin of this do to be like God, uh, satanic strategy to keep us away from God, looking at the case of Lucifer and his fall. Remember at the epicenter, Isaiah chapter 14, I will make myself like the Most High. And then we saw over in Ezekiel chapter 28 that the problem that happened with Lucifer he was an incredible creature. He, you know, I believe the Bible has only three archangels. There is Lucifer, Gabriel, and Michael. Well, Lucifer fell because he corrupted his wisdom for the sake of his splendor. God made him, created him to be a creature of beauty. God had endowed that creature with goodness and beauty, but Satan was distracted from God by focusing on his own splendor. It messed up his thinking, it messed up his wisdom, and we saw pride rise up. He was lifted up because of his beauty, and he was cast out of heaven because he fell catastrophically and became Satan. Are you starting to see what I'm trying to communicate here? We're not talking about Satan's secondary tactic to get at you, to keep you away from God. We're talking about Satan's prime, number one, top secret, hidden, stealth way, scheme of keeping us away from God. And what is it? We come right out and say it. It is to try to be like God based on our doing. Let's take some time and pray right now. Father, we thank you that you have not kept us in the dark, though Satan would. Lord, you are all light and revelation and understanding. I thank you, God, for your word, the scripture, that brings to us clarity. And Lord, I thank you for the spirit who breathed this scripture. It is not of man by private revelation. It is by the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that that same Holy Spirit is with us and in the believer and brings us revelation 
and understanding and illumination. And again, Father, I do pray over what we have been learning today from the scripture that you would grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And Lord, we embrace the reality that we are not because of what we do. We are because of who you are and what you have done in creating us. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us. Thank you for doing a revelation and a revolution in our lives to understand that you alone are all sufficiency. You alone are all that we need for righteousness. You alone are all that we need for goodness. You alone are all that we need for peace, for provision, for healing, for holiness, for righteousness, for self-control, for gentleness, for all that we see. You are Jehovah, the great I am. And so, Lord, we praise you. We worship you. We turn not away from you, but we turn toward you, the source of everything good. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, if you appreciate the Daily in Christ podcast, would you please do me a favor and others the favor? I don't have a, a advertising budget or anything like that. Would you please tell it to a few close friends? Spread the word, especially about this uh, little series that we have here. It's probably going to be just two parts, but um, this particular message, which is so essential, exposing Satan's master scheme to be like God without God. Don't forget that uh, information about this podcast and the podcast itself is available directly from our website at dailyinchrist.org. The podcast is also available at the iTunes uh, apps or rather store. So for those of you who have an Apple device like an iPhone or an iPad, uh, it's available there. Uh, You can download podcast episodes. They're available to you free. If you're on on Android, coming up very shortly, uh, the podcasts will be available through the uh, Google Play Store. We've uh, signed up for that and have been approved by that by the Google folks, and we're excited about that. But it's also available directly through what's called an RSS feed. You can download a uh, uh, Android app on your phone Similar kind of technique is used on the Windows platform. I have all information about that available at dailyinchrist.org. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please let us know. Info at dailyinchrist.org. Again, that email address is info at dailyinchrist.org. God bless you.